Welcome to the Horse Talk Show on Florida Sports Talk Radio. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Good morning and welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Broadcasting live from the horse capital of the world this morning, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. I have my regular co-host in, Squeak Larkins, our PhD this morning. Good morning. And we have a special guest, Claudia Bellandi from Oak Bell Farm this morning. Good morning. She is wearing her full supporting... Exactly. uh, The march doors here, and um, that's a clue, a hint. (laughs) We'll actually be talking about them in the next segment, and we've got a nice little giveaway, Squeak, right there. Okay. You can show that to us. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's Um, I know. It's very nice. Very nice, isn't it? (laughs) Somebody's going to win that this morning. We're going to do some trivia later on for that. But you can keep checking it out. This is a very nice uh, little bag here with the... This is the... DVD. Yeah, the yeah. DVD and all the goodies. And this this is what is on the Marchador's sh- yes. um, shoulder. Yes. <laughs> if it's a real Marchador, real yeah. deal. Yeah, this is the brand. So very nice. And some other goodies here. So thank you for being with us, Claudia. Uh, we're going to start off, though, with some news this morning before we get to that segment. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Heather Reynolds. Uh, Heather, you're probably not listening because I think you're driving through the mountains somewhere, uh, trying to get back to us here in Ocala, and you'll be with us in the studio next Saturday. So we're excited about that, and we want to tell you how incredibly proud we are of yet another Ocala Marion County resident claim to fame. She won the Tebis Cup. Awesome. Yeah, she yeah. was just in, uh, in Dunelling. Yeah, yeah cool. very, I know. Right very here, cool. hometown, yeah. Yes. This is her seventh time competing and her third win. She won over 62 other riders. Wow. Uh, 100 miles in a day. Mm. Incredible. That is. Um, she yeah. was 18 minutes ahead of the next competitor. Oh, that's huge, wow. yeah. <laughs> it's massive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a third Tevis Cup win for her, and she'll be in here in the studio with us next weekend. Okay. And she's going to talk to us about how the heck she's so good at what she does. <laughs> <laughs> her horse, Caillou, a uh, really neat uh, neat horse that did really well in the competition, really impressive. Um, and so we're, we're super excited for her. So another, another great claim to fame for us. Justify went to Windstar Farm on Wednesday, yep. where he was officially retired to his new home and his stud lifestyle, <laughs> where he will be uh, breeding many, many mares, I'm sure. Uh, sad, as we mentioned before, not to see him race anymore, but uh, I know he's going to have a very nice life, and uh, we'll be excited to see what happens next breeding season for him. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm always sad to see them stop running, but... Uh, yeah, I am too. I like... I like to see him go on, and, and like I said, we wish he had a shot at that, you know, at going Cup. at the Breeders' Cup, yes. yeah, so he could We do, too, make that because mark. we're going. Oh. <laughs> 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 we wanted to see it run. But I oh, think well. that they did the right decision. Yes. 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 My yes. opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Keep him keep him safe. Yeah. So we can yes. see some babies. Mm-hmm. Uh 
exciting though because I think it was last Saturday or maybe it was the Saturday before when I talked about Roadster Baffert's uh, juvenile right right well he won his uh, his debut mm. with Mike Smith aboard by oh. four and a half or four and a quarter lengths well imagine that, <laughs> <laughs> that yes. uh, which is really really nice and apparently he was a bit naughty oh he didn't want to go in the gate oh so they made him go in the gate, and he got a little <laughs> bit of a slow start, mm-hmm. and then came from behind and credible win. Yes. So awesome. uh, he might be our derby favourite. Who knows? Yeah. He's going for the let's see the Del Mar, I think, for charity three hundred thousand uh, grade one. September 3rd, mm-hmm. and if he wins that, then he'll be in for the Breeders' for Cup the- Juvenile. Mm-hmm. So because that's a win, and you're in the okay. Breeders' Cup. So then, of course, if he does really well in that, we might go on to see him in the Derby. And he, he's definitely the most exciting mm-hmm. uh, juvenile that Baffert has in the barn right now. So watching him move, he, he's... I've watched Dana riding him, Jimmy's wife, and he looks good. Yeah. Looks like a good horse. So. And with Justify Retired, Good Magic is back to winning. <laughs> that was his only That's, way. Yeah. That was a little bittersweet. But. Yes. But I'm sure they're happy. Yes, yeah. and of course, Good Magic was trained here by Ian Brennan at Stone mm-hmm. Street mm-hmm. Stables, and he won the Haskell over Bravazo, who was a few lengths back from him, another horse that was trained here uh, in Ocala. But uh, D. Wayne Lucas said that Bravazo actually did lose a shoe. Mm. And so he's going to put him back up against Good Magic in the Travers on August the 25th, okay. $1.25 million race. Um, so they're both win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup mm-hmm. um, for um, uh, for November. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Travers if Bravazo doesn't lose a shoe. Can he catch good magic? Well, mm-hmm. we'll see on August 25th, which, by the way, is my birthday. Ah, there you go. Now we got it. <laughs> you can't forget we, it now. We, it's on we the day have of the Travers. We exactly. <laughs> yes. uh, but pretty neat to see those two horses, first and second, uh-huh. uh, in the Haskell. Uh, both being trained here, and we uh, we love doing shout outs for our uh, our local connections. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, to switch it just over to England, or at least I've got to get a mention in for good old Queenie. It's um, <laughs> bad, isn't it? Your Majesty <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II couldn't be at the Belmont Park to see her four-year-old homebred colt call to mind uh-huh. win the four hundred thousand dollar Belmont Gold Cup Invitational. So. New York racing officials delivered the Belmont Gold Cup to Royal Ascot for her. Oh, my. I know, isn't oh, that, that nice? that's awesome. I know, I thought that yeah. was pretty neat. That is it's a really good. good excuse to go to England and get to Ascot anyway. <laughs> I'd have done it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just for the trip. Yeah. I want to switch it back to the local because I want to talk a little bit just for a minute about uh, the Ocala Jockey Club. The big international three-day event, of course, is November 15th to the 18th. A really five-star event mm-hmm. just incredible um the riders international riders who come from all over the world say that the ground there is better than anywhere else they've they've really? competed oh. yes and how important this event is and actually um they were awarded uh, an award here for um a million dollars to the economy from the event Oh, and good. they won the 2017 um, event award. And Pavla Nygaard, who her and her husband Eric own the Jockey Club, 
uh, received that award and uh, and Cindy Oatman was with her who is the organizer this year organizing the sponsorships and everything and so we really want to support that event and um, this past week uh, they, they were awarded the uh, CCI three star but decided due to budget um, and some other you know expenses that right. the infrastructure was going to be too difficult too expensive for them to undertake and they were disappointed to not you know to not right. hold it so they kind of put the news out there that they were not going to have it and the riders all rallied together oh and they decided that they would rather have less prize money they would all sponsor a jump i think they got 18 jumps sponsored oh wow um, by riders and that they would all rally together and pitch in to make sure that they could they, have... That they got it. Yeah. Oh, man, that's really cool. They said yeah. how important it was to them. So it kind of gives me goose pimples because I yeah. think it's pretty exciting yeah. that, you know, we can have that here, that, you know, we, we can be awarded that. Right. You know, and then look at it and go, well, maybe it's not possible because I know the Nygards have put a lot of money in yes. the last couple of years to get this event started. Um, and so... You know, to then not be able to have the the three star was going to be, you know, disappointing. Yeah. So we're very very excited. We're very thankful to all the riders who pitched in um, to make that happen, and we're coming up with some ideas from the CEP as well to try to help get the, you know, the spectators out there to to we'll give some tickets away on the show for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that people can get out there. But I think it's going to be really a top. This is its third year, and I think it's going to be better than ever. Uh, Land Rover has come on as a sponsor. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, that's really exciting. <laughs> and um, next year, Land Rover's going, committed to be the, presenting the title sponsor. Right. Um, and, of course, the new dealership's coming here. So uh, so it all makes sense. But it's they're going to do some other fundraising and some other things to help the event happen. Mm -hmm. but, um, but I just am super excited. And there's a huge long list of top riders who, who pitched in. I'm not going to read uh, all of them off to you. But... But it is exciting. Oh, that you know? is. So it's it's so awesome that they came together like that. I know. Yeah. I know they were less concerned yeah. about the prize money. Right. And more they, concerned yeah, about... Yeah, they wanted to get the up there event. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. And on that ground, I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. Second highest point in Florida, Rolling Hills. Mm -hmm. One of the best uh, cross-country courses. Have you been out to the Jockey Club and seen it? No. You'll have to come this no. November. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's the second highest point. What's the highest point? It's a good question. I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. And you know do what? Nobody does. There's a trivia. <laughs> There's that tailspin trivia. What is the highest point, point in Florida? In Florida. You keep saying second highest. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think I asked somebody at the Jockey Club and they no, like, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> That's funny. So the tailspin bracelet win this week will be the first person to text the correct answer to 352-304-1408. And that is, what is the highest point in Florida? And now we got to oh, We want to know, but, so we'll but, be Googling on the break. Now, now, I was going to say, now we have to research and find out for ourselves. I know. I'm going to be Googling it. Does anybody out there know? Nope. We are going to come back in just a few minutes. We're going to talk into Claudia about uh, the March of Doors, a breed that a lot of people here don't know about. So it'll be very interesting, going to learn a lot. She brought me a cheat sheet to read um, so I can tell you a little bit about them. Uh, and uh, I, uh, pretty exciting. We had them in the parade uh, this February downtown and they were amazing and uh, just an incredible breed. And, and Claudia is really working hard to uh, have an impact with them here in Ocala and hopefully all across the United States. 
Um, but before we go to break, a quick mention for our um, people in the California fires. Uh, there are a lot of them raging out there. Uh, very, very, very bad, uh, very difficult. Lots of prayers and thoughts going out to everybody and, and their animals, horses, a lot of horse owners there. Um, and a quick mention of Jessica Lynn at Earth Song Ranch. Um, she has no water and no electricity. Whoa. And she has horses um, camping out at her place, other people's horses. And yesterday she messaged me and said, don't worry, your Cushing, Zion and Kelp are going in the mail today. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing. She's worried about my, my horse gosh. and getting his Cushing, She's Zion. in the middle of fires. Yes, and so oh thank you, Jessica Lynn. You're amazing yeah. and very grateful to you. And lots of present thoughts out to everybody there. And let's hope all those fires yeah. uh, get uh, controlled very, very soon. So we'll be back in a few minutes with Claudia. And uh, we're going to learn about this incredible Brazilian breed. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. We'll be right back. You cannot ignore Facebook. Facebook live streaming. The GOAT FM. Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital has served Marion County since 1981. Peterson and Smith can meet all your needs with services in surgery, medicine, ambulatory, sports medicine, reproduction, and doctors on call 24-7 for emergencies. Call 352-237-6151. That's 352-237-6151. A proud partner with Horse Talk. Opinions of Horse Talk and its guests are not necessarily those of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. DAC Vitamins and Minerals has been making a world of difference for 35 years. Do you know what sets DAC apart? We use chelation minerals from Alltech, which allows for better absorption. DAC is the only supplement company Alltech provides ingredients for. We have our nutritionist, Performance Horse Nutrition, NASC, which is the quality seal, which guarantees our products and ensures our use of quality ingredients. DAC gives you a guaranteed analysis in every one ounce scoop, a 60 day money back guarantee. Doesn't your partner deserve the best? Visit feeddac.com. This is Brian Cox with New Millennium Realty your local real estate professional selling residential homes and horse farms throughout Marion County and Central Florida. Looking for a one-of-a-kind real estate experience for the sale or purchase of your home or farm? Look no further. We can help. Call Brian Cox at 352-812-4111. You can also find us online at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. Hi, I'm Don Emmerich, CEO of All In Removal. All In is a leader in both manure removal and shavings deliveries here in the horse capital of the world. We offer hands down the best service along with the lowest prices of anyone. Now, please don't take my word for it. Put us to the test. I'm so confident that we can save you money compared to any competing service that I will personally guarantee it. If we can't save you money, I'll give you a gift card for dinner at a restaurant of your choice. Call us today and experience the All In difference. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine feed. You can't go wrong choosing an Ovation helmet to fit your riding needs. Sleek, stylish, comfortable, and cool, they are perfect on the trail or in the Grand Prix ring. 
Ovation has something for everyone with nearly a dozen styles and a price range to fit practically every budget, starting as low as $42.95. Check out the variety offered at Tack Shack of Ocala or visit OvationWriting.com to see all the options in safety and style and find a dealer near you. It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping, horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tack store. Tack Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. The Goat FM, we're Gainesville Ocala's all talk. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Bart, co-hosting with me today, Squeak Larkins, my PhD. Good morning. And we also have a special guest, my best Brazilian friend, Claudia <laughs> Valandi from Oakville Farm. Good morning. Good morning, Louisa. It's a big pleasure to be here and talk yes. with you and a big opportunity. She's even <laughs> authentic. Listen to her. <laughs> She's a real deal. Uh, and a beautiful person inside and out. Very blessed oh, to have you, you here. You're thank so you. Kindly. We do have a winner, Jane Mabe, Britton Hill. Good for you, Jane. Yeah. Go, girl. You won the tailspin bracelet, and I will be giving you a call after the show to let you know how you can get your $140 value. Beautiful. <laughs> Custom made of your own horse's hair and delivered to your door and the only thing you have to do is send us a photograph so very excited for you congratulations we're going to talk about marchadors that's what all of this here is all about and we've got some very nice little prizes here that we're going to do um this has got the dvd and here um, we have the briar horse yeah. uh, so you can see what a marchador looks like in the briar version um, but we're going to start off by letting claudia tell us a little bit uh, about the history of the breed um, and I have some notes she brought me here. Um, officially recognized as the national horse of Brazil. Uh, largest population of horses descended directly from Iberian horses and established for over 180 years in Brazil, which is amazing. The breed standard was first approved in 1950 and since has been updated to adapt new conditions of the animal. Ideal height, at first I read this, it said 1.52 meters, and I said, it's too long since I've been in England. <laughs> uh, to be registered, necessary to be at least 14, uh, 14 forehands and a oh, maximum of 15. That'd be, yeah, that'd be 15 hands. Yeah, yeah. 15 hands for, for females. The ideal is a minimum of 14 hands and a maximum of 15 hands, and the weight between 850 and 1,100 pounds. So they're sort of about the same size as a... Little bit bigger than a Pasofino? No, it's a bigger than Pasofino. Bigger than a Pasofino? Oh, yes. Because they're about eight, 800 or so usually, aren't they? So no, a little more, bigger. More. So 11, up to 1100, which is yes. really just a normal size horse, mm, even. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about the history of them. Um, originally in, in Brazil, were they designed to be a trail horse or a workhorse? Or? Yeah, the Mangalaga Marshall does it because it's a passion, you know? Uh, this is the reason the National Horse from Brazil. The people love uh, use the marshador for long trail rides, you nice. know. And it's the competition. 
but normally the the competition between the breeders, you know, they select the horses for breed. Now we had a national this year. It's a big, big event. It's a take the I biggest event. I saw that event. on Facebook. Yes. Was neat yes. to watch that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think you have some information here about the national. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, biggest yes. event is the national championship. The duration of 12 days. Yes. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this year, the national championship brought 220,000 people. Yes. Oh, my sure. word. We need to have yeah. one of those here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> wow. A participation of 1,600 horses. Yeah. That's a lot. And a financial transaction of $7 million in sales. Yeah, cool. and consider the, the economy in Brazil is bad right now, and the, the power money is almost four four reais for one dollar. Mm. You can imagine. Yes. This is, yeah. wow. So this is very good. Yeah, this is really yeah. very very good. Wow! And in 2017, the industry made 352 sales with a financial movement of 39 million dollars. Mm. Wow! That's a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now let's talk about the gate. So this is a gated breed. So we do have some people who listen um, who are not really familiar necessarily with what gated actually means. Um, so uh, kind of get it down to sort of layman's terms. A quarter horse is not considered a gated horse, for example. Um, when you see a Pasifino or a Tennessee Walker, um, a Missouri Foxtrotter, uh, a Marchador, you are seeing a different movement and, it, and each breed actually has a gate or more than one gate that they may do. And if you see somebody who's riding a horse and they appear to be not really moving in the saddle, you don't see posting, you see like a, a very smooth, then the chances are that horse may be a gated horse. And the marchadors are uh, gated. So uh, do they have one specific gate that's acceptable? Yeah, they have two kinds of gate, Batida gate and Picada gate. Okay. Batida gate is most popular, but now the Picada gate is growing uh, uh, very fast because the quality of the, that those horses improved a lot. But the popular, the people love it. I, it's complicated to, to tell about this, but the Batida gate is the most popular gate. The Batida gate is a diagonal gate. Diagonal. Diagonal mm-hmm. gate. And Picada gate is the lateral gate. Lateral gate, you know, okay. Yes. Uh, both of both very comfortable comfortable very smooth yes and smooth wonderful now you've brought how many of these to America yeah I I brought uh, I think uh, okay the 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 first group of the martial doors in the 10 in total came to America in 1992 10 horses this was the first importation. First here? Yes. 10 in 1992. Yeah. And 2000 and 2001 mm-hmm. came to another group of uh, in Brazil. I, I think before me, the last importation was in 2011. Really? Yes. And I, I brought three marshadors in 2013. And another one in 2016. And three more in this year, a couple months ago. Yeah. Wow. Now, what about colors? Variety of colors. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. You, the, 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 the more common 
color is uh, chestnut, mm -hmm. bay, gray, grow, gray. Like uh, right now, it's not common like it was before. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, you can you you found a lot. Not of as gray. many grays. No, no, not yet. But the bay and not common colors: buckskin, palomino, mm. and pinto. But not very often. Not as common. Not compared the the chestnut, they not compared. Is there a color that people love to yeah, have? Yeah, but the interesting that the pinto horses right now start to be very popular. The people start to love them. Really? Yeah, they are gorgeous horses. Yeah. Yeah, I am trying to to bring to America one. Bring us especially black and white. Yeah. 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 Now. Uh, We've talked about trail riding and we've talked about competition. Is there anything else that people use the, yeah, the horse sure, for, the sure. for? I think the, the very interesting for the marshadors, you can do everything. You can do endurance, you can do, you can jump and dressage. In Brazil, had to, I mean, in America, very interesting. You have a few population of marshadors, about 300 marshadors, not too much. No, that's all there is? Wow. Yeah. Only 300? Yeah. That's not very many. No, no, no. But no. you're going to fix that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem for importing horses, first of all, the, the importation, the cost is so expensive. Yes. And we have a problem about pyroplamos disease. It's very complicated yeah, treatment. Yeah, very, it's very complicated. Yeah. I think this is hard for the people, especially American people, buy the marshadors. A few few people in Brazil can treat the period. I think it is a big problem. I was telling Claudia that in the '90s, um, I was in. Uh, they had a function that was done through Marion County called the Battle of the Breeds, and I. I was in it for three years, won it two, and was second one. But it, they had the a marchador in there. I remember it well because I remember not having heard of them before. This was like would be the later '90s, you know. So somebody around here had had one that they had in it because they had it in there at least two years. And he was a chestnut. I remember. Really, he was really cool. And and I, I liked him because he did have a different movement that was a little to me a little more aesthetic than some of the other gated horses you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying it was yeah. very it was a yeah. an attract and he was an it attractive, was attractive very attractive horse and the movement was attractive yeah i remember no, yeah. one thing that uh, i like too much of martial doors it's so smooth and fast smooth and fast yeah. i yeah. like that yeah. yes yeah. and uh, talk about uh, uh, what the martial doors can can do have two two girls one breeder Brooklyto, uh, she has a farm here yeah. in, in North. Morning, Brook, if you listen. Here and uh, in Florida, Yorkala, she's doing pretty good endurance. In Alexandra, in California, she's doing great in endurance with martial arts. Really? Yeah. Very, very. So you can use the martial arts for all you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not for a smooth ride, not for that, but in Brazil. Uh, most of the people use marshadors for smooth uh, for trail rides, for long trail rides. This is the passion. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. you can you can do everything. Anything and everything. They're very smart. Yeah. They're very. Uh, uh, they have skills. Very intelligent. They can learn very fast. 
This is the reason I like this breed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. So, how many do you have at your farm right now? How many? How many? Mm -hmm. uh, six. You have six at the moment. Six. And what are your... Um, all imported horses. All imported, wow. Yeah. Now, how much... If I... Let's say I just wanted to go to Brazil tomorrow and buy a marchador, a nice one. One that I could show, you know, one that had the brand on the shoulder, of course, and all that. What would I pay to get a nice... In, in dollars, to get a nice marchador? If I wanted to compete and, and depend, win. depend. If you want to buy a horse just for a saddle horse, mm -hmm. you pay one price. Mm -hmm. If you want, uh, if you are looking for for bloodline, yes, the price is completely different. Yes, this is my problem when I buy when I went to go to Brazil and buy a horse because I want to bring to Mar to America nice bloodline. Nice. And sometimes it's, it's so expensive to get mm. a really nice yeah, one. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, the, and you have and plus treatment for pedo. Yes. And yeah. up about uh, $20,000. <laughs> yeah, just quarantine here cost $5,000 for seven days. <laughs> it's too yeah. Much. yeah. So it adds up. Yeah. But I think for $40,000, you can buy a nice horse. Mm -hmm. Okay, not uh, a spectacular yes. wine, you know? Yes. But maybe you can find. You have, uh, if you know the breeders, if you know where you go. If you know you Claudia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you go with Claudia? Yeah. Because she speaks the language. <laughs> Although I'm learning, I've learned a few words. <laughs> and now our project is uh, bring more marchadors. Now you are doing embryos. Yeah, I think it's easy for the people buy because uh, imported horses so expensive. Tell me about your breeding program. Tell me about what you're what you're doing. Um, you're you're doing a embryo transfer. Yes, embryo transfer. Uh, and and so you you have a stallion. Yeah, I have two stallion. Mm -hmm. And now I am bringing uh, uh, free selling mm -hmm. from Brazil tonight mm -hmm. for nice horses. And my idea is for maybe the end of the year, on so the beginning of the next year, bring about six mares. Wow. We need mares here in America. You need me to come and help you find them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> this, is my, this is my idea. It's because a business it, trip. It, it <laughs> yes. For sure. So uh, most people who are familiar with the horse world know that thoroughbreds have to be live cover. So the, right. the, the male and female have to be in the same place at the same time. And, <laughs> uh, and that's the only way you can breed thoroughbreds. Now, there are other breeds that you do not have to do live cover. And you can do um, frozen semen. Mm -hmm. And you can do um, embryo transfer and a number of other um, things that you can't do, you know, with a thoroughbred. So, yeah. so you bring frozen semen from Brazil. From Brazil for your mares here so that you can bring in yes. some of those bloodlines that yes. we, we don't have yes. here. Yes, for you have an idea about the embryos in the Marshall. Uh, last year was made uh, 14,000 14, 14, 14, 14, embryos. Really? Yes. Mm. 
Wow. Yeah. It's wow. amazing. It's a big interest in Brazil yeah. and the martial arts. It's a big, big interest. So a lot of people, do a lot of people own them then? They must in Brazil, yeah? A lot yeah. of people must have must have yeah. martyrdoms. Do you see other a lot of other breeds there? Or is this the, the main, this is the main breed? Mm, no. No, you don't see quarter horses and... No. No? No. no. Wow. So pretty much everybody who has a horse has a martyrdom. Yes. How neat is that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, we need to see more of them here for sure. And gated horses here are very popular. You know, I have a Tennessee walker, so I'm a little, you know, partial to we being We need to ride a marchador. I know we do. Why haven't I ridden a marchador? We need to organize that. Yeah. We need to ride a marchador. Yeah, sure. I know. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't forget about our breakfast with the marchadors. No, we're going to do breakfast with the marchadors. That's right. So that yeah. everyone else can learn about the breed as well. Um, is there anything else really significant? I mean, you've talked about them. Very intelligent, fast learners, um, very smooth and comfortable. Anything else about them that's really a standout, sets them apart from other breeds, other maybe even other gated breeds? Yeah, in my opinion, the Mangalaga Marshadow has a special gait. I can see the same gait in other horses. I think it is unique horses in the world which kind of gait. And it just they just do the two gates, right? Yeah, the two the and the Tita gate. Very, very interesting. Fascinating. Well, we have um, some goodies here. Um, we're going to give away. So um, we're looking for a winner this morning. We're going to give you a, about, mm, let's say, the next 30 minutes or so uh, to answer this question. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia. And I'm going to make it really easy because if you've been paying attention, <laughs> then you will have heard uh, yes. the average height mm -hmm. of a <laughs> Mangalagan Marchador. What is the average range of height in hands? And you can text that in to me and you can win this. Beautiful. 352-304-1408. And you can text that in anytime in the next 30 minutes. The first person to get the correct answer will be our winner. So you've just got to tell me the average height of a marchador. Very, very interesting. Uh, very interesting breed. Fascinated. Can't wait for you to give me a leg up and uh, and uh, sure. and try <laughs> and try this out. Be interesting for me to compare it to a Tennessee Walker because I've been riding a it's Tennessee Walker for yeah. 24 years, uh, doing his you know his running walk and his he has a flat walk a running walk a pace which is terrible which is what he does when he's being naughty and um and then he also can rack so he has kind of a you know a variety of different gates but he's very smooth if he's not pacing so it'd be interesting for me to ride a marchador and very interesting because uh, uh, in, in america we have uh, we have many breeders we have breeders in california arizona oklahoma really oh yeah now, are they all Brazilian people? Who no, American no, American people. people. Just uh, Brazilian people. Just two. Only two? Yeah, Aline Green and Ellen Farm. Ellen Farm in Florida, Aline Green in South Carolina. Caroline. Really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fascinating. I would like to come another time and talk about more the breeders here in America, about these people that are doing an amazing job trying to promote and improve the breed in America. It's incredible. There's association in America, two of the marshadors. I saw that yeah. when I was doing US some research. Yes. Yes. I saw yeah. that. And then 
on another opportunity we can talk more about that I would like to talk yes. about these incredible people here in America that uh, working hard yeah. without support to, uh, working to improve in and, and uh, um, improve and uh, show the people the marshadors yeah introduce this incredible breed and it, yes. you know it, it seems like it's taken a long time for it to even come around because I'm I feel like I'm sort of involved in every part of the horse world. And the first time I saw a marchador was when you brought one to the parade. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's the first time I'd ever seen one. So it makes me think as much as I'm seeped into kind of all the different breeds and disciplines and everything that I wasn't aware, you know, and hadn't see, ever seen one. So I feel mm-hmm. like it is something that... Had you seen one? Do you yeah, say yeah, that, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right, in the 90s. In the Battle of the Bridge. Probably one of the a, first ones. It's the Mandalorian yeah. Marshall. And the TBR event in 2014, uh, I had two horses performing in the PBR Arena event. The association uh, from Brazil promoted to, uh, promoted the, the Marshall doors in the PBR. It was a nice thing. Yeah. Yes. That's really awesome. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. You said you saw one yeah. in the Battle of the Breeds. And yeah. you probably haven't seen one since, and right? And that's the opportunity to buy a company to promote the yeah. Marshador. Yeah. And now which they one is this? Celebrate horse. Which which one is this? This is, um, let's see. Oh, this is the celebration. Yes, this is horse. Oh, you better pronounce that. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> Imperador. Imperador das Aguas, J.M.E. Nice. That is Beautiful. a nice event in Horse Park, in Kentucky Horse Park, for three days. Unbelievable event. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And they, this event celebrated this horse. It's lovely. Yeah. Amazing. It was a great opportunity. Fantastic. Great, great Claudia, opportunity for thank the Thank you so horse. much. Thank and you. We have so much You're more we well. can talk about and have you come back any time that sure. you would like. Sure, we'll especially because I'd like to talk about the amazing job of the people here in America to, to improve and uh, the martial doors in America. Love it. I yeah. can't wait to get a ride. I'll make sure when you when you give me a leg up that we mm-hmm. post a video sure. and we'll uh, we'll see if I can ride a martyrdor after riding a Tennessee Walker for years. <laughs> I'm sure I can. Of course. I'm looking forward to it. Lovely. Thank you. Thank Claudia you. Valandi Thank from Opal Farm. Lovely to have you with us this morning and lovely to have this... Uh, Lovely prizes to give away this morning. Thank okay, you. And see you soon. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, we are actually going to have our vet from Peterson and Smith on in the very next segment. So uh, stay with us on the Horse Talk Show and we will be right back. Where is it? I am Goat. The Goat FM. <laughs> It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping, horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tack store. Tack Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. 
Stacked Vitamins and Minerals has been making a world of difference for 35 years. Do you know what sets DAC apart? We use chelation minerals from Alltech, which allows for better absorption. DAC is the only supplement company Alltech provides ingredients for. We have our nutritionist, Performance Horse Nutrition, NASC, which is the quality seal, which guarantees our products and ensures our use of quality ingredients. DAC gives you a guaranteed analysis in every one ounce scoop, a 60 day money back guarantee. Doesn't your partner deserve the best? Visit feeddac.com. This is Brian Cox with New Millennium Realty, your local real estate professional selling residential homes and horse farms throughout Marion County and Central Florida. Looking for a one-of-a-kind real estate experience for the sale or purchase of your home or farm? Look no further. We can help. Call Brian Cox at 352-812-4111. You can also find us online at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. Hi. I'm Don Emmerich, CEO of All In Removal. All In is a leader in both manure removal and shavings deliveries here in the horse capital of the world. We offer hands down the best service along with the lowest prices of anyone. Now, please don't take my word for it. Put us to the test. I'm so confident that we can save you money compared to any competing service that I will personally guarantee it. If we can't save you money, I'll give you a gift card for dinner at a restaurant of your choice. Call us today and experience the All In difference. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine feed. Have you seen the gorgeous 1K Defender Chrome Stripe riding helmet? Certified to ASTM standards, you can't beat a 1K English riding helmet, boasting the perfect synergy between advanced technology and aesthetically pleasing design, with enough features to appeal to those seeking everything a helmet could possibly offer. Wrapped in a package that traditionalists can really appreciate. Check 1K out online at 1khelmets.com or like them on Facebook now. 1K, where style meets safety. Trust the Equine Veterinary Hospital, the leading thoroughbred horse farms of Marion County, Florida Trust. Trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, serving Ocala, Florida since 1981. Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine, and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at petersonsmith.com. You have a lot of choices on your radio dial. But there's nothing like talking to the goat. Two, two, three, three. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Joining us now from Peterson and Smith, we have Dr. Carol Clark. Good morning, Dr. Clark. Hi, Louisa. How are you? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Potomac horse fever this morning. Um, we've actually had some cases uh, just recently in Kentucky, so um, definitely a relevant topic to discuss this morning. Can you tell us a little bit about Potomac horse fever and exactly what it is, Dr. Clark? 
Sure. So Potemic horse fever is um, a, um, something that causes colitis, which is uh, manifested as diarrhea, fever, depression. Um, unfortunately, it can also, it has a bit of a more typical, um, uh, it can cause laminitis as a more typical thing rather than just regular diarrhea. A lot of times you don't see laminitis, but laminitis often goes hand in hand with Potemic horse fever. It can also cause abortion in pregnant mares. And so what actually causes it? So it's a, it's a type of bacteria uh, called uh, Neorichetsia um, ristici. I'm so and glad so you pronounced that because I had it in my notes and I was afraid to even try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be known as um, Ehrlichia ristici, so some people may know it by that. But um, it's, um, so it, it's basically just a type of gram-negative bacteria, intracellular bacteria. But what happens is uh, it infects um, uh, freshwater snails and then aquatic insects that uh, consume uh, the, these, uh, what the sales, snails secrete become infected. So the horses actually become infected by uh, accidentally ingesting the, the insects. Uh, the good news for Florida horses is that this disease is not very common here at all. Um, in fact, it's not even typical for us to vaccinate our horses in Florida unless they're going to be spending time, say, in Kentucky or in the eastern, um, upper eastern part of the United States around the Potomac horse, around the Potomac River. Um, or out in California. I mean, there's certain pockets that have this problem, but Florida, although we have so many other wonderful diseases, <laughs> yeah, uh, Potomac horse fever is not very common at all in Florida. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we do make up for it though, don't we, Doctor? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, for our, Especially for our listeners uh, around the country, because we do have listeners in a lot of other states and actually even around the world, um, can we talk a little bit about the clinical signs? And um, you talked a little bit about uh, about some of the uh, the colitis and things like that. But any other symptoms to look out for? Well, um, initially the horses are just going to be um, maybe off their feed, uh, a little depressed. They'll probably have fever, um, and they may even act mildly colicky. And then um, oftentimes their feet are already sore with laminitis at about the time they get diarrhea. So, um, so those are the more common clinical signs. Uh, like I said, mares um, can become infected, and then they don't abort immediately, but um, generally uh, 60 to 90 days after they become infected, they uh, can abort. Wow. Okay. Um, so it could be a lot more serious with a pregnant mare even. Um, yes. As far as um, diagnosing uh, potomac horse fever, what, what, how do you do that? Um, so in endemic areas, um, just I think veterinarians are very in tune to these clinical signs and um, many times they start the treatment without a definitive diagnosis and the treatment is, is pretty easy. It's oxytetracycline. So that's a pretty known uh, and very effective treatment, especially when started early in the clinical signs. The diagnosis is made these days with um, PCR, so basically a DNA, a DNA type testing of the manure and the blood. So it's a very reliable testing, and, and it is recommended that both um, a blood sample and manure sample be submitted. Um, one good thing about this is that ill horses uh, that have Potomac horse fever are not 
uh, contagious to horses uh, in their immediate area. So they don't, it is not spread horse to horse. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good to hear. That is very good. Yes. Yeah, so treatment, um, uh, I'm sorry, what did you say you treat with? Oxytetracycline. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and, and that course of, of treatment is successful? Um, yes, with most very horses. successful. This disease usually turns around quite quickly, quickly, especially, like I said, if it's given early within the first day or so of, um, of clinical signs. Of clinical signs. So, uh, so pretty good prognosis and recovery for most horses um, and, and fairly rare to see a fatality. From, it from it the, is, you know, if the treatment is, is pursued, um, the, probably the biggest concern is, is the degree of laminitis that they get um, or don't get. But, um, you know, if they get it, that, that can be more of a problem. Um, and again, if, you know, the earlier they are treated, the less that is a problem. And, um, you know, the, the actual fatality rate um, can be as low as 5% or as high as 30%. Um, you know, without treatment, I'm sure it's higher than that. Right. So it really boils down to getting your veterinarian uh, in as quickly as possible and, and beginning treatment as, as fast as you can. Um, as far as prevention goes, um, vaccines uh, given in some of these states where, where, you, where we see this disease. And, and do you recommend vaccinating in Florida? So I, I don't vaccinate my own horses here in Florida because I'm not taking them to endemic areas. And again, we have so little, I mean, I think in my almost 30 years of veterinary practice, I've diagnosed this in maybe two cases. Um, so it's really uncommon in Florida. So horses that are gonna stay in Florida, um, vaccination's not really recommended. The vaccination um, is certainly recommended in endemic areas. Um, this is a warm weather disease. It seems to happen in the summer and the fall. So um, the vaccination is recommended twice a year, but you certainly would want to do it, um, time your vaccinations you know, prior to the warmer months. Um, it's not the greatest of efficacies. Um, so whereas for, say, sleeping sickness or West Nile virus, we get really good efficacy, um, probably upwards of 90%. Um, the Potomac horse fever vaccine, you know, might be 40 to 50% effective, but it's better than nothing. And, and it certainly we think that some of these horses may not get as sick as they might otherwise without the vaccination. Hmm. So if nothing else, it definitely... Uh, you know, would help a certain percentage of them to maybe not become as sick, which, you know, then might not result yeah. in as bad a case of, of, of laminitis, which sounds like it might be, you know, a, a bigger concern even than, than the disease itself, um, which sounds like it's fairly treatable with, yeah. a, you know, with a quick visit from the vet. And uh, uh, so laminitis yeah, again, which is often our, our big concern with horses, no matter what, uh, that seems to be the, you know, like the worst case scenario with so many things can be the end result of uh, so many problems with horses and laminitis is always a really big concern because that certainly can be very serious. So, uh, so another so. thing on prevention that I wanted to mention is that in these endemic areas, like I mentioned, the way the horse gets it is by inadvertently um, eating some of these insects that are infected. And so it is thought that if you can decrease the exposure to those 
those insects um, by things like turning off lights at lights night at so night they can out. attract yeah. those insects. Um, and what we're talking about are they're basically um, aquatic type of flies, so mayflies, caddisflies, um, even dragonflies. So um, things like that would be attracted to lights. And if you have lights on around your barn or uh, in the area that the horses would be at night, um, they may come and congregate around the lights and then die, and then the horse may accidentally eat them. That makes sense. So that's very, very good advice, actually, turning your barn lights off and doing what you can, insect control yeah. and doing what you can to keep keep the insects away from your horses. So very good advice. And no zoonotic risk with this disease is known, right? That is correct. So no possibility of, um, of humans uh, getting it from, from horses. So that's good news as well. Uh, Dr. Clark, I want to thank you very much for joining us this morning. Um, any last thing that you want to add? Well, it's a pleasure, and I just want to remind when we talk about vaccinations, um, probably the most important vaccinations we can do for our horses in Florida are for the sleeping sickness, eastern and western equine encephalitis, and west Nile virus. So yeah. don't forget to do that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And the mosquitoes. And, good and advice. Horses are yes. very much at risk. Very yes, good advice. Nice. Uh, the mosquitoes have been terrible because we've right. had yes. so much rain. So very good advice. And turning over extra um, standing water and emptying it out right. is very good and keeping some sort of fly protection on your horses and mosquito protection at this time of year is key thank you dr clark have a wonderful weekend okay you're welcome yeah. Take care. thank you thank for joining you. us uh, very good advice and right. yes um, the vaccines um, for the uh, big concern right now the West Nile and right. the encephalitis and we've had some reported cases of encephalitis actually in just in the last couple of weeks so yeah. um, very very important to keep your vaccines up to date and uh, down south I did mine three times a year because we were so swampy but here I've been doing them twice and right That's that seems good, to be mm -hmm. that seems to be a good protocol seems yeah. to be pretty effective but it is very very important and uh, you know keeping your horse very healthy if you have any questions you can call Peterson and Smith 352-237-6151 stay with us on the horse talk show we'll be back in a few minutes the leading thoroughbred horse farms of Marion County, Florida Trust. Trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Serving Ocala, Florida since 1981, Peterson and Smith provides state-of-the-art and leading veterinary care to meet every horse owner's needs, whether it's one horse or hundreds. We specialize in sports medicine, surgery, reproduction, and general medicine, and have the largest ambulatory fleet in the southeastern United States. The most successful thoroughbred farms in Marion County trust Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Shouldn't you? Visit us at petersonsmith.com. It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping, horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. 
So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tax store. Tax Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. Are you looking for an affordable supplement company? Then DAC has you covered. Since 1983, we have made your horse's health our number one priority. With our NAS sale of approval, our guaranteed analysis, we have what you need from our new product, Cool Gut, for gastrointestinal support, weight gain, hair coat, joint calming, and much, much more. Doesn't your horse deserve the best? The proof is in the results. DAC vitamins and minerals, it makes a world of difference. Visit feeddac.com. This is Brian Cox with New Millennium Realty, your local real estate professional selling residential homes and horse farms throughout Marion County and Central Florida. Looking for a one-of-a-kind real estate experience for the sale or purchase of your home or farm? Look no further. We can help. Call Brian Cox at 352-812-4111. You can also find us online at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. Hi, I'm Don Emmerich, CEO of All In Removal. All In is a leader in both manure removal and shavings deliveries here in the horse capital of the world. We offer hands down the best service along with the lowest prices of anyone. Now, please don't take my word for it. Put us to the test. I'm so confident that we can save you money compared to any competing service that I will personally guarantee it. If we can't save you money, I'll give you a gift card for dinner at a restaurant of your choice. Call us today and experience the all-in difference. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine feed. You can't go wrong choosing an Ovation helmet to fit your riding needs. Sleek, stylish, comfortable, and cool, they are perfect on the trail or in the Grand Prix ring. Ovation has something for everyone with nearly a dozen styles and a price range to fit practically every budget, starting as low as $42.95. Check out the variety offered at Tack Shack of Ocala or visit OvationRiding.com to see all the options in safety and style and find a dealer near you. Hi, this is Dr. Teach from Recharge Clinic in Ocala, inviting you to join me from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Saturdays for Coffee Talk. One of the topics that we will be discussing is debunking the misconceptions about medical marijuana. Who qualifies for it? What conditions it's used to treat? How do you get it? And where do you get it? Remember to listen to us on Saturday mornings from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Coffee Talk. The GOAT FM is WMOP Ocala, W261BA, WGGG Gainesville, and W221DX. The GOAT FM. Fox Sports trending now. This report presented by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. 
On Friday, Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer issued a statement saying he failed when he recently denied knowing about domestic violence allegations against former assistant coach Zach Smith. Meyer added, quote, I have always followed proper reporting protocols and procedures, unquote. Baseball Friday night, Rick Porcello pitched a complete game one hitter in the Red Sox 4-1 win over the Yankees as Steve Pierce homered for the fourth time in two games. And in a World Series rematch, a two-run double by George Springer was all Justin Verlander needed. He struck out 14 and 7 and two-thirds in the Astros 2-1 win over the Dodgers. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. We are Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show on Florida Sports Talk. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Fab, you're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. We're in our second hour of the show. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me our PhD, Squeak Larkins. Good morning. morning. And... <laughs> We have someone we, who's been much too busy doing horses' yeah. feet to come visit us lately. I know, he hasn't been visiting. And that is Scott Chandler, our farrier to the show. Nice to have you back, Scott. Good morning, everyone. It's nice to be here. been a busy chat. <laughs> I meant to tell you to bring the leg. Oh. You know I love the leg. Yeah. No, I don't I, like I had that. a chance to actually get an extra 15 minutes of sleep time this morning, so I took it. <laughs> so you took it. We're going to talk a little bit about arthritic horses, uh, more common, obviously, in older horses, um, although some cases of arthritis have been found in younger horses, um, especially if they've had injuries, but mostly older horses uh, with arthritis. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you trim or shoe uh, a horse to help, uh, you know, to, to help correct what you can correct or assist or at least make the horse as comfortable as possible and uh, degenerative joint disease arthritis is uh, very common in active and aging horses um, in an effort to uh, slow progressive deterioration of joint tissue down owners and veterinarians often reach for anti-inflammatory medications and all sorts of regenerative therapies um, and obviously the goal is to keep the horse as comfortable as possible so that it can carry on uh, either standing in the pasture like my horse or being ridden <laughs> and, uh, and competed on in so many cases um, Scott tell us uh, kind of about your strategy um, with and obviously I, I know it's individualized depending on the horse's discomfort level and, and right. issues or problems. Um, but can you tell us about kind of what you look for to start with when you when you know you're dealing with an arthritic horse? Well, and we can deal with them even, even in yearlings because inflammation, these horses get just running, getting kicked in the knee or in the ankle or something, yeah. the bone becomes inflamed and that's where it all starts with, right. with the inflammation. And as horses get older and the more they get used and also genetically how they're predisposed to having it because some of it is onset from their DNA from mother or father depending on where the breeding is going but then it has to do with the mileage that they get from the time that they start to get broke and the way that they're taken care of and from there 
when we start to see, say, horses coming out of the stall and they're a little uh, peg-legged or quick or just not free-moving, those, those are letting you know that this horse has some issues somewhere that need to be addressed. I try to, when I'm at farms and they're going to get a horse, I try to catch that horse coming out of the stall. Because yeah. when I see it come out of the stall and if it takes more than four or five strides for it to kind of free up, I'm like, oh, this thing feels like I do in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it, from there, I talk to the owner, trainers, and even the people, the grooms, they have sometimes more information than because they're seeing them a little more than than even the owners right. of the trainers, right. you Every know. Right, every day touching right. them and so, around them. So it right. takes a, a, a full village of the farm, in a sense, to stay on top of some of these horses that are competing and things. And from there, whatever the issues might be, like uh, we see a lot of horses today, and even in young horses, two-year-olds, where they have a lot of arthritic spurs on their hocks and stuff, and people go, can you help that? I say, yeah, we can widen the branch, make like an asymmetrical shoe, give them more stability. We used to put trailers, a lot more trailers on, and I don't think we use as many trailers anymore because I don't think we find that really working as well because the wider the branch is and the more stability you can put under the foot and the foundation of the limb just means that the more stable that that horse is going to be when it when it loads it and the more stable that the that we can make the limb the less aggravation on that spur in the hawker or whatever um, and then of course you know we have the horses that will get some ring bone and side bone and and things like that and those are those become more difficult due to their conformational flaws that they have and that's usually where some of that comes from they weren't taken care of as babies and yearlings and then they get really ridden hard kind of through their two three four year old mm -hmm. year because everybody's trying to accelerate and go for that dollar value that they're chasing when they when they go racing or they go to the barrel mm -hmm. racing or raining or whatever the competition or jumping and just mileage and and we a lot of people don't think about it much, but those horses, when they compete, their joints are taking a beating. And with, I think with today, with proper nutrition, uh, good supplements, mm -hmm. that there's a lot of companies out there, but there's very few I find that have the credibility and the uh, research behind it as like DAC does, um, because a lot of people will, oh, I saw this joint supplement on Facebook. I'm going to try it. Mm. Well, there's there's no real science behind it. It's not just it. joint supplements. <laughs> yeah. I think that's everything. <laughs> you know, or they see a hoof supplement, whatever it might be. So they, oh, let's try this. And they'll try it and they go, oh, my horse feels so much better. Well, the horse hasn't even been on it for 120 days to really get anything built up in its system right. to make it work. work. Yeah. So it, it's all sometimes for some people, it's just what's going on in their mind. They think they're doing something better 
until something better comes, comes along, along. <laughs> you know. But with that, um, we go back to the horses that might need an asymmetrical shoe or they might need or a roller motion shoe or a rocker shoe or it's all about being able to load and unload certain areas of the bony column depending on what the issues are to allow these horses to become comfortable just because we look in uh, a farrier's magazine or research and it says all horses must land flat and be trimmed level well that's okay if you have a horse that has pretty close to perfect conformation mm -hmm. and i've not come across that horse yet mm -hmm. and if i do i'm going to take a picture of it <laughs> and and really put it out there for people to see because sometimes if a horse toes out or he toes she toes in or whatever the case may be those horses might have to do that mm. because that's the only way that that joint articulates Right. when it's under load and it's been accustomed to that and i've been guilty of it when i was young in the in first getting going because everybody was preaching oh they got to land flat they got to be level you got to do this you got to do that and i was trying all kinds of stuff on some really crooked legged horses that <laughs> that i owned at the time and it was like uh this one's not going to land flat <laughs> i don't care what i try to yeah. do to it it's not yeah. going to land flat <laughs> you know and, but how, how, I mean, how key and important is hoof balance to keep an arthritic horse comfortable? I mean, is that is that really a, a big factor? It, it, leverage, toe length is a lot. Yeah. I mean, think, think about if, for those of you who live here in Florida and might go swimming and you have putting flippers on your feet to help assist you in the water, Imagine a horse's foot when it's long. They go through the same leg motion, in a sense, as right. a person. Right. So if they have a long toe and a low heel, that horse has to work almost four times harder mm -hmm. than a horse with more proper balance or bone alignment. And whenever I have horses that... I have to work on that have issues. I ask the customer, can we get some radiographs? I need some laterals yeah. and some DPs. Let's see where the bone alignment is. Let's make sure that this horse has good, proper bone alignment so that if it has what we call a negative palmer angle, and there's been horses that I have come across in my lifetime, and I have some x-rays in my shop, of club-footed horses with a zero pommer angle, which means it's a flat tire. Mm -hmm. And it's like very rare, and I've come across two of them in my lifetime. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, that's a club foot. We're taught that the coffin bone should be pointing straight to the ground. How come this horse is like this? Well, we don't know. God made it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We weren't there from the day it folded, but now we have to address these issues. And with x-rays of laterals to make sure that you have good bone alignment and good articulation and DPs from the front view to make sure how balanced the foot is to, to its bone alignment. Mm. I, I tell a lot of people sometimes we can't always take a crooked or offset leg and make it be 
technically level to an x-ray. Sometimes you have to balance that limb for the confirmation that that horse has. Right. And that, that I think, comes with years where I, I always try to tell people that some of these younger guys that get out of shoeing school and stuff, and I always say, it'll take you five years to learn to shoe horses. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? I just got out of school. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. right? And I tell them, I said, I know it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, it took me five years. And I said, and I grew up in it. My dad was a farrier, mm-hmm. so I have a pretty good inclination of what's going on. And I said, and then I woke up one day, and I'm like, okay, I still don't know what I need mm-hmm. to know. So it took mm-hmm. me until now I'm 60 and I'm still learning. I'm, I'm leaving in September for a week to go to another advanced podiatry course in Kentucky. Good because for you. Always learning. It, it's, it's constantly evolving. The, right. and, and the horse has changed from years right. ago. Right. Because I have a buddy of mine that he, he shod Rainers in Connecticut when I lived mm-hmm. up north. And we were talking and one day he says to me, he goes, how many size nails did you need 30 years ago? <laughs> I said, probably four or five, yeah. you know? He goes, how many size nails you got in your truck today? I said, I don't even want to know. Yeah. I said, the number is crazy. Yeah. And the horses changed. We've bred a lot of bone and substance yes. out of horses. Yes, and we, we, don't have, we don't have the outcrosses as yeah. much as we used to have, right. you know? Because... Every breed now has specialized between mm-hmm. uh, halter horses, pleasure horses, uh, hunters, okay. jumpers, barrel horses, working cow horses. Yeah. But and even the the when we go to the cowbred horses, they're getting really line bred. They're not having yeah, a lot of outcross are. there either. Yeah, they're getting it, so finer boned and small. Yeah, I've know. I've had a couple of horses that I have used this. Uh, small four and a, it's called four and a half XL which is really really thin yeah and those horses we've had to glue shoes on wow because yeah. they cannot handle the pressure of right. the nail yeah. really yeah so, so so with an arthritic horse is there a preference um, between shoeing and not shoeing is barefoot better because that's kind of more natural to them if they're arthritic and they can Sometimes I've had a couple in the past that we've tried to shoe by the x-ray mm-hmm. and everything looks good technically mm-hmm. and the horse not be sound. I say, let's pull the shoes and let them go barefoot. And you come back in the next cycle and you look at the way the foot's worn and the way that, and I'm like, okay, let's shoe it that way. Yeah. It's got a big flare to the medial side or the lateral side and the toes got a good either burned off square or at an angle well you just shape the shoe to fit it and what i do with a lot of them uh i'll put a lot of i use a lot of half rounds on older horses because they just don't tie that horse up on the ground and it allows it to break over a little easier and when it strikes the ground it being a half round it's not as abrupt as a piece of square steel Mm -hmm. but that's my personal preference everybody else has their own and i've taken horses that have these issues and i'll grind a shoe from from the lateral toe all the way around the medial heel just so they can break over and that little bit that you grind it underneath there it allows that horse not to tie up so that you're not aggravating whatever calcification or inflammation right. that's going yeah. on. I mean, right. it's... Can pads help? Pads can help. Any 
it all has to do with with understanding the mechanical apparatus, how it functions, and until you actually X-ray these horses, and we have apps on our phone that we can use that actually slow things down to where we can video the horse walking and stuff. And there's there's not there's ways as a farrier you can you can take that horse before you shoe it. And it's real simple. Take a piece of chalk and chalk up the bottom of the shoes and trot that horse in a straight line. And the hardest part for trotting these horses in a straight line is you really need a good handler. <laughs> yeah, because if yeah. that horse's head is going left <laughs> yeah, or right, right that's you're, the, you're getting false I, information. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, a good rider too, because some people, there's a big difference between a trainer riding a horse, a professional versus an amateur or novice, because mm-hmm. those people that are professionals usually know how to ride a horse straight Mm-hmm. and keep them more in frame. Mm-hmm. And some people, they'll say, oh, I know how to ride. Well, yeah, you yeah. know how to sit, sit there. there. <laughs> you know how to sit and look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> or, but, or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always the hard one. Yeah. Is when, a, when, when a horse has a problem and I'll say, well, let's ride it. Let's see. And they get on and you watch them ride and you're saying to yourself in your head, oh, my goodness. I'm in trouble here. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you have to talk to yourself sometimes. You're not, you're not allowed to always open your mouth and speak the truth. <laughs> Scott Chandler, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, there really is no single trimming or shoeing recipe for every single horse, for sure. Um, following basic principles of balancing the foot, easy breakover, supporting the heels aligning the hoof and past an axis and providing the best foundation for both normal and arthritic horses uh, overall. But really, as you said, expertise, experience, uh, radiographs, and, and dealing with each individual horse and, and trying to make it as comfortable as possible so that it can have a, a close to normal life, even with arthritis. The good news is I'm sure you can see some improvement. On some, yes. In it's like cases, I tell yeah. people, de- depending on what we see in a radiograph can determine whether or not we're how much we're going to help it i I always tell people i think we can help it some the only one that's really going to tell us how much we can help it is the horse it's the horse yes absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's thank you scott very much it's always neat getting to talk to scott and listen he's so a wealth of information he is a wealth of information very knowledgeable sound advice with scott and uh Love to have you back on the show more often when you can squeeze us into your busy schedule. It's hard being popular, Scott. It's, it's been a little hectic this yeah, summer. It has. Said. <laughs> uh, we want to give away another shirt and cap here. Really nice um, from Claudia Valandi from the Mangalarga Marchadors. Yes, yeah. and I think there's even a. Oh, yeah, there's a little, uh, yeah. Like a little, is that yeah, a tattoo? It's a, like a cur- hey, if I put it on my hip, it means I'm the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> really nice shirt and cap. Yeah. Is, is, is that tattooed or is that just, a st- is that one of those stick-on ones? <laughs> it's a stick-on. <laughs> I'll stick it on my hip so I'm the real thing. Um, do you remember the three main colors? Uh, there obviously there are other colors other than the three right. main colors, but there are three main colors that the marchadors are. And if you can text those three colors in, you could win a very nice t-shirt and cap 
And the number is 352-304-1408. We've already had two winners this morning. We've had a winner for the horse. We've had a winner for the tailspin bracelet. And uh, now we can have another winner. 352-304-1408. Can you remember the three colours that Claudia said this morning? uh, The Marchadors are predominantly, anyway, uh, those three colours. So text that in one more time. 352-304-1408. We're coming back to do our barrel segment. We've got Regina Harris, our barrel racer, and also an ag instructor at Westport High School coming to join us and chat for the next segment. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. We'll be right back. Yeah. You cannot ignore Facebook. Facebook live streaming. The GOAT FM. Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony, TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. Earthsong Ranch offers natural horse supplements and alternative choices for digestive and immune support. Deworming, Cushing's, EPM, Seniors, Mares and more. Developed with holistic veterinarians, these natural nutrient-rich blends contain no unnecessary fillers, artificial or other non-essential ingredients. Blended and packed fresh the day they ship. Restore your horse's health naturally with herbs, enzymes, minerals and homeopathic support from Earthsong Ranch. Nutritional consultations also available. Visit earthsongranch.com or come and like Earthsong Ranch on Facebook now. The Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville awaits your call. The Breeders' Cup is being held at Churchill Downs this year and the Hilton Garden in downtown is just minutes away. There is no better place to stay for the richest weekend in horse racing with all the amenities you need. So book now and use code Ocala for a special horseman's rate for your stay. With all the Ocala connections to the big stakes races, it just makes sense to give Ocala horsemen the welcome they deserve at the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. Book now while there are still rooms available and save. Do you feel balanced, comfortable, and confident on your horse? Balance relies largely on core strength. The balance rider gets to the core of the core with natural diversity and no predictable pattern of motion with its unique conditioning. Ideal for equestrians from all disciplines. When you improve your balance, core strength, and agility, your horse is happier. Check out the Balance Rider, the ultimate core trainer, on the web at balancerider.com and like us on Facebook now. It's for the horses and for you. Does your business, equestrian event, or horse farm need professional marketing help? If you answered yes, then I invite you to schedule a free one-hour strategy session with me. My name's John Thorman, and I'm the founder and president of Digital Savvy, and we want to be your full-service marketing partner. So whether you need a website, social media marketing, online advertising, or videos and photography to help you sell more products, services, tickets, or sponsorships, we will get it done for you. Visit us online now at digitalsavvy.com. DAC Vitamins and Minerals has been making a world of difference for 35 years. Do you know what sets DAC apart? 
We use chelation minerals from Alltech, which allows for better absorption. DAC is the only supplement company Alltech provides ingredients for. We have our nutritionist, Performance Horse Nutrition, NASC, which is the quality seal, which guarantees our products and ensures our use of quality ingredients. DAC gives you a guaranteed analysis in every one ounce scoop, a 60 day money back guarantee. Doesn't your partner deserve the best? Visit feeddac.com. Kingsville Ocala, all time. The Goat FM. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm your host, Louisa Buck, co-hosting with me today. I have Squeak Larkins, my PhD. Good morning, as usual. And we have a As the Barrel Turns segment with Regina Harris this morning, brought to you by the Turning Point Kinesiology and Oxygen Therapy Treatment. And um, thank you very much, Squeak, setting up the interview with us. And she is going to host this segment as we talk a little uh, to Regina, who is a barrel racer and also the ag instructor here in Ocala at Westport High School. Yeah, she's a... Before we get into that, just real briefly, I know last week I mentioned that we wanted prayers out for June Holman, who is the oldest uh, person to have performed in the barrel race at the NFR just a few years ago, and she won the average there, which is quite a feat in itself. Um, She's, I think, close to 80, and she had just run barrels uh, about 10 days ago, had an aneurysm. Unfortunately, as of yesterday, she did pass away, so we'd like to send prayers out to the family. And um, I, I know she's riding, you know. Anyway, on <laughs> good note, we got Regina, who I've known for quite a long time because she's like a niece to me. But <laughs> she's she's so um, so instrumental in being such a good zam- example for the young people nowadays because she grew up in Oklahoma a lot of her life and she barrel raced all her life and she came down here became good good friends with some of my other family nieces and stuff so she became part of our family as well but the accomplishments that she's done in college and now she is the you know ag teacher at Westport High which is where she graduated from which is cool. which is really cool that so is I, cool. I'm going to have her tell us how and when she got started and kind of her way up the ladder but she she has really done well she's got a nice little mare now that she takes in and we love to see her always at the barrel races. So tell us about how you got started in the beginning and how young you were, because most of us have been very young when we started. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Oklahoma, and my dad was a team roper and a farrier, and he actually worked at um, a racetrack in Tulsa. And um, my between him and my stepmom, my sister, they mounted me and taught me to ride. <laughs> Uh, my mom always loved horses, but she didn't rodeo, and uh, I just kind of grew up with going to the summers with my sister, and kind of just went from there, and then when I was about nine, they bought me a gray horse out of the cow pasture. She wouldn't <laughs> pull cows out of the mud anymore, and uh, dad said, well, this is what you got, so um, I started junior rodeoing off of her and just kind of went from there, and when I started high school, we, uh, my mom and I moved around a little bit, and we ended up in Florida. And uh, I graduated from Westport in 2006, and then shortly after, kind of right. met up with you and, right. and Poppy, and 
very blessed to ride with Squeak and ride a lot of young horses and some horses that we weren't quite sure about sometimes. But, um, <laughs> and so tell us how, you know, having been through that route of, of growing up and then and applying that to how it's helped you with working with these young people that you work with in the ag field in the, you know, school. Um, so I'm very blessed that I had the equine knowledge. Um, it, I've always wanted to be a teacher, didn't quite know what I wanted to teach. Um, but riding horses teach a, teaches you a lot of patience. And I was going to say, hats off to <laughs> yeah. you that you even said, I always wanted to be a teacher. teacher. <laughs> I always say to myself, anybody who says that is... <laughs> Brave yeah. and patient. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> and she is. I I would say that what horses, age group? Um, I, what age group did I want yeah, to teach? You, yeah, uh, I teach ninth you... through twelfth grade. Oh, you yeah, are. She's high school. <laughs> You're yeah, extra brave. Yeah, I taught middle school for my first five years at North Moon Middle, and that gave me my first couple gray hairs. High school, I think, is a little bit easier. But, yeah. But yeah. I've really always like said it. that too. I they like do say middle, middle school is tough. I, I've always liked any subject. high school kids. So, so how uh, uh, relate that to uh, in your experience coming through your barrel racing and and how you've applied you know some of that to your teaching and how you handle these kids? Um, <laughs> really, I mean, having horses is just such a um, you got to have people skills. Um, you know, be able to organize your life. Like I know as an adult, being able to organize my teaching job with my horses and having time for everything is important. So the number one thing I always tell my kids is have a planner and write down your goals and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I always tell my kids that they're like, I don't need a planner, but I tell them you absolutely do. (laughs) You need a planner and you need to write down your goals. And um, that's something when I was a kid rodeo and I've always wrote down my goals at the beginning of the season you know kind of what to shoot for and i feel like that's something that's followed me all throughout yeah and i noticed that you have your ffa shirt on your emblems um i and you are very um active in helping these kids through the ffa stuff and i i see that a lot uh where you are always there for them so what what does the ffa you know do in helping you with again back to helping these kids plus like i said relating it back to all this that you did growing up with the horses and all so when i was in high school i joined ffa and ffa is really not something by itself you have to be enrolled in an agriculture class to be eligible to be an ffa member and within the ffa organization there are um there are contests for record keeping basically they're called proficiency awards there's that planner yeah (laughs) so um, when i was in high school i my freshman year i applied for some different awards based on my um, equine projects which was barrel racing and rodeoing and i won a couple of those my freshman year and then we moved around some so i wasn't able to apply for Mm -hmm. other ones when i was at different schools but um so what my kids do is they have their different um saes which are supervised agriculture experiences and so that could be a horse project they might be a barrel racer which i've got a couple of those um but for the majority at least in Marion County, a lot of those projects are going to be um, market animals. So we show our animals at the Southeastern Youth Fair in February. Um, our kids will buy pigs in uh, October-ish, and uh, we bought our steers this past summer. And our kids have to work with them from the from the ground right. up. We were halter breaking one steer still right. now. He's a little rough, <laughs> um, but our kids have to keep records on all of that and then go on to sell them. Um, but 
I my goal as an ag teacher is I want my kids to be a well-rounded individual so that when they leave high school they can go on to go to college but have a career and give back to the community and like like you're doing right yeah yeah well, hopefully in agriculture. isn't um, where you're at at Westport High School isn't that one of the few around that has a little bit of a horse program with it because you don't see that often a lot of times you'll see you know the sheep and the mm-hmm. hogs and the cattle but you don't usually see but you have horses there yeah so we're really blessed we're one of um, three schools in Marion County that have an equine program and uh, my father-in-law Robbie Harris about two years ago donated a mare to my school I was currently at Vanguard and she came with yeah me which for everybody out there Robbie is uh, big in the thoroughbred horse yeah, industry that's here right. yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, um, on 326 mm-hmm. yes uh-huh. that, that's her father-in-law oh okay yeah. <laughs> but uh he donated a mare and he had a Sharon with distinction oh, so yes. um my kids and I were able to completely do the process together so we took the mare to the breeding shed they right. learned about that process the when the vet came out and was mm-hmm. culturing her, you know, making sure she was clean. So they did that whole process when I was at Vanguard. Right. And then we fold the mare out on campus. And, and so we have uh, a Westport. Um, and so we have an adorable little cool. uh, colt yeah. on mm-hmm. campus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I've seen pictures of it. Okay, so now let's get back to you and the barrel racing since we're on the, as the barrel turns here. <laughs> you know, um, I wanted all of that. But so where have... Since you've been out of high school and out of college and able to, you know, get back into running barrels, so what is what do you feel like that it does for you to help you just by having your barrel horse and getting to go to the shows that we go to and all? Uh, well, it's a hobby for me. Um, my husband and I have very different hobbies. He plays golf and I go to barrel races. <laughs> oh, barrel um, races so much better. Yeah. He says I lose more money in a, you know, a 17 second time period than he does golfing but it's okay um but i yeah, just but that's boring right? <laughs> um i just enjoy it um it's it gives me time to kind of back away from the school scene because that right. takes up a lot of our time because right. we we coach teams and that kind of thing to pe- compete in contests um but i just enjoy it because i get to spend time with people like you and uh <laughs> my friends um, but i think the really cool thing about barrel racing is the camaraderie i, I do too you develop I, so many I, cool relationships you know that's the, especially after you've done it as long as i have and now you're doing it more like a hobby i mean mm-hmm. and everything it is the the it's it's just a lot of fun to go spend the time there with the people that are you know like what what we do you know for for the fun of it however we're always trying to get a little better you know oh, yeah and everything but and i and i know i've watched you with this little mare that you have come along with very very well i'm i'm very proud of how you've done with her but uh yeah so when you were did you how did you get to high school rodeo when you were in oklahoma or no it no was, um when I was younger, um, there's you you didn't have to high school rodeo in Florida. It's really your only option um, unless you just want to hit jackpots. Right. But in Florida, they have junior rodeo associations that go from the little tiny kids till mm-hmm. you're 18. Yeah. So um, you had the option to do both. And for us, um, it was just me and my mom. And so the junior rodeo associations were just a little bit more affordable for us, and we didn't have to travel quite as far because uh-huh. Oklahoma's pretty big. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> 
we grew. I just grew up doing that. My sister yeah. did it. Well, um, in Oklahoma, is such a rodeo state. Absolutely. You know, Texas and Oklahoma are huge. You know, on that. Yeah, it was funny because when I moved to Florida, we're driving like two hours just to go to a jackpot. When yeah, and then in Oklahoma, you can go 30 minutes. Just yeah, thirty yeah. minutes any day of the week. You yeah, can hit a jackpot, jackpot over rodeo. Yeah, so. yeah, that, that's what Texas is too. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but that's what I was, you know, really wanting to get you to, you know, be able to, you know, pass on to people about the, what barrel racing brings into your life as even when you're not doing it professionally you know and and i mean even when you are still uh, some of the fun is just to get to go finally you know get to go be around some of the other mm-hmm. people and oh, stuff oh absolutely know? but um yeah you know i just kind of wanted to you to be able to share with us about your ag teacher experience uh, you know combined with mm-hmm. your barrel racing which i think you've done quite well the thing that's kind of cool about teaching and then in barrel racing too is that I've um, been able to help some kids go get lessons from someone else um, somebody who you know kids who showed interest in barrel mm-hmm. racing um, and then now I'm kind of starting to branch out and and take you, on some, some of your young yeah. students yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a cute little girl. She's written English all of her life, and now she's one. And, they, and they're, so. per, they're perfect for <laughs> starting on barrels. Yeah. They're perfect for starting on barrels. Any Anybody that's had a background in forward seat, hunt seat riding is yeah. usually mm-hmm. much easier to school. Yes, she has that. a wonderful yeah. seat. Well, they're yeah, usually pretty good. disciplined if they're yeah. taking writing oh, yeah. lessons, English writing lessons. Right. They usually yeah, it's always, it's yeah. always, when I hear that, I'm always pretty happy about that when you're working with somebody. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, you know, and that's the thing. We always need somebody and not that you can't advance up because you can, but you're busy with your other life. But it's like I tell people all the time, I, you know, when I do clinics or teaching, I teach on a very advanced level. It's not meant for somebody just starting. And mm-hmm. because you can get that somewhere a little easier, you mm-hmm. know. So, like I said, but it's great. But she has a, a tremendous knowledge on what needs to be done. And, you know, if she ever has any issue, we work it out, you know. Call so. up speak, say, hey, <laughs> got this going on. Yeah. Can, what, can, can we do? you help me? Yeah. <laughs> but, the, yeah, the barrel racing, you know, industry has changed so much since 1990 when they started the MBHA, which is the Na- National Barrel Horse Association. It really changed the whole barrel racing scene because now it's made it where any and everybody can get a barrel horse and go to a show and have some fun and have a chance to actually get some money. So it opened up the barrel horse industry so much. Tell us about the money squeak. Um, What is the difference between a jackpot and not a jackpot and how much money can you win? Mm, well, local and does it vary? Like yes, it varies. Okay. It, it does. It varies according to who's actually putting it on, uh, versus you know, when you have professional rodeo versus amateur rodeo, you're going to have more money in a professional rodeo. Um, and the jackpots that are local that, that shows that we're talking about going to what and some are MBHA and some are just sponsored by somebody else. Um, the money in it, it's a 4D concept, which is. You know, 1D being the fastest. Whoever runs the fastest time that day wins the 1D. And then from there, the 2D is paid a half a second off of that. Mm -hmm. And then the 3D is paid a full second off of that. Mm -hmm. And the 4D is paid two seconds off of that. Okay. So, and now the money, the there is a bigger percentage of the money goes to the 1D, which is in all seriousness, because there have been people that think that they should pay 
the same on all four Ds. Well, if that's the point, then why would you want to have a one D horse? Why spend the money? Because a one D horse is going to cost you a lot more a lot money. A lot more money. Yeah. So you do have to you have to reward these people or horses that are better a little better, you know. Mm-hmm. But it also gives the person that's on the only horse they can have, or if this is as far as they really want to go, the four D gives them a chance to go still have they some fun and, and yes, and have some fun and and, and, yeah. and everybody runs at the same time like it's one big class mm-hmm. we all run like like last saturday what we have uh, at moss bluff we had 130 or something mm-hmm. like that um 130 of us all ran at one time and you know i mean every they drag after right. every five runners right. and stuff like that but it paid a you know a 40 concept on it and um but the the money can just it, it just varies according to who's putting it on like that particular one i think was a thousand dollars added which back when i was first barrel racing professionally and everything if you had a jackpot that brought in 30 people that was amazing and that could have been a 200 ad. it could have been a 200 added but we've always in barrel racing there's always been money to win and i think that's part of the draw to it It, like we really never go to a barrel race for a ribbon i mean i'm not making light of it i'm just saying that barrel racing has always had money attached to it and then, of course, in we the like big, money. Yeah, in the big futurities, there's huge, huge money. We and, like huge money. Yeah, even more and, than we like money. And some of the, and some of the big rodeo. I mean, if you remember, at the end of the year at the NFR, the highest money winner at the NFR by the time the year was over and her NFR winnings was two hundred and fifty thousand, something like I that. I like it. Which that's not a bad year. No, it's not. Hey, um, we're at the end of this segment yeah. and we ran over a little bit, but it's okay. okay. Um, I wanna thank Regina yeah, so thank much. You thank you for having me. Come, come back anytime you'd like. We'd love to talk to you some more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. good job teaching those yeah. high schoolers <laughs> yeah, out. We love you. that. Yeah, kudos to you for that. Yes. Yeah. And thank you, Squeak and also yeah. the turning point kinesiology and oxygen treatment yeah. uh, for bringing this segment to us. Our barrel segment is over. we got a few minutes left of the show. In the last segment, we're just going to wrap it up and uh, and chat for the last few minutes. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be right back. Yeah. The GOAT FM. We're Gainesville Ocala's All Talk. Attention, North Central Florida, Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. No job too big or too small. Horse Trailer Pros can tackle it all. Horse Trailer Pros services all mates and models of horse trailers and specializes in living quarter conversion service and upgrades. For more information, like Horse Trailer Pros on Facebook now. Excellent work ethic, great service, and more. Come experience the difference. Horse Trailer Pros. Do you feel balanced, comfortable, and confident on your horse? Balance relies largely on core strength. The Balance Rider gets to the core of the core with natural diversity and no predictable pattern of motion with its unique conditioning. Ideal for equestrians from all disciplines. When you improve your balance, core strength, and agility, your horse is happier. 
Check out the Balance Rider, the ultimate core trainer, on the web at balancerider.com and like us on Facebook now. It's for the horses and for you. We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony, TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. The Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville awaits your call. The Breeders' Cup is being held at Churchill Downs this year, and the Hilton Garden in downtown is just minutes away. There is no better place to stay for the richest weekend in horse racing, with all the amenities you need. So book now and use code Ocala for a special horseman's rate for your stay. With all the Ocala connections to the big stakes races, it just makes sense to give Ocala horsemen the welcome they deserve. At the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville, book now while there are still rooms available and save. Does your business, equestrian event, or horse farm need professional marketing help? If you answered yes, then I invite you to schedule a free one-hour strategy session with me. My name's John Thorman, and I'm the founder and president of Digital Savvy, and we want to be your full-service marketing partner. So whether you need a website, social media marketing, online advertising, or videos and photography to help you sell more products, services, tickets, or sponsorships, we will get it done for you. Visit us online now at digitalsavvy.com. Earth Song Ranch, restoring health naturally since 1998 for horses, dogs, cats, and people too. Specializing in pre-probiotic species-specific blends with added digestive enzymes, herbal blends for some of the most common horse health challenges, including Cushing's, EPM, Hoof Health, and Moody Mares, an effective and alternative natural herbal dewormer for horses. Find Earth Song Ranch on Facebook and like them, or visit them at earthsongranch.com, and be sure to sign up for their informative newsletter with monthly specials and informative articles too. Are you looking for more than just a handyman? With Father and Son's Home Improvement, no job is too big or too small. Whether you need that honeydew list completed, a remodel, lawn maintenance, or just general repairs, Father and Son's Home Improvement does it all. Give them a call for your free estimate today. Visit their Facebook page to see all their latest projects. You won't be disappointed. Father and Son's Home Improvement, no job too big or too small. They do it all. your $6 cup of Starbucks coffee, feeling common and pedestrian. Isn't it time to indulge yourself in a really expensive beverage? At Large Box, our coffee starts at $17 and comes in much smaller cups, ensuring that everyone who sees you knows that you're not the type to skimp when it comes to great coffee. It's still hot water filtered through crushed beans, only now it's more expensive and self-indulgent than ever before. Because let's face it, if a neighbor were to spot you with an ordinary cup of coffee, you could be shunned from the inner circle of success. Stop by Large Bucks today and get an $8 bottle of water. The most abundant substance on the planet is now available for an abundant amount of money. You have a lot of choices on your radio dial. <laughs> but there's nothing like talking to the goat. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me today, Squeak Larkins, my PhD. Good morning. And we just had our barrel segment with Regina Harris in the studio with us this morning. Um, we've just got about seven or eight minutes left of the show. And um, 
we don't have a, a guest lined up for this segment, so we're just going to kind of chat a little. But um, one of the things that I wanted to, uh, to to tell you is, you know, I was on vacation or on holiday, as we say in England, <laughs> yes, uh-huh. uh, this past week. And um, what made me think of it actually was the goat. Uh-huh. The, the goat noise is actually what got me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it reminded me of uh, goats on the hillside in Montana, which made me think about my trip. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, uh, we left uh, to, to go to Orlando. We're flying on United, who I've never flown on before. Uh, And will you fly again? (laughs) I shan't. (laughs) I shan't. Um, Their employees are consistent. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Extremely consistent. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we got to Orlando and we boarded the plane and we were sitting in the seats and a humongous thunderstorm came roaring through. We were actually supposed to be taking off about the time we sat down. So I think if we had taken off our Uh time, I think we would have been okay. So we were on the plane for about an hour and a half and they kept telling us, you can get off and go to the bathroom, get something to eat, go shopping. That's always a concern. And so we got back off several times and then it dawned on me that our connection in Chicago was an hour and a half. Yeah. And, and we'd already been sitting there for an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, so that's probably not going to happen. So I went to one of their consistent agents <laughs> at the uh, at the gate there, and they said, oh, yeah, no, no hope of you making that plane. So, <laughs> all right then. So what's our next option? Well, there isn't another plane tonight, so you'll have to stay in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, and because it's weather-related and out of our control, we don't do anything for you, so you're on your own. Oh, no. So, my options were to fly late, arrive in Chicago very late that night, not have a um, rental car or anything lined up, because at this point it was the planes leaving in three minutes, so no time to get on the telephone and Mm -hmm. try to find a rental car or hotel. So the options would have probably been get there, and who knows if I could find a car, how much it would cost, and might have to sleep in the airport. and. I don't. I think isn't Chicago gun free or something? Isn't it like a gun free <laughs> well, state or town well, or something? Uh, yes, I think they say they are. But let me see. They yes. have the most murders. Yes, in they the do. Yeah. That was what yeah. I heard. I heard they were gun they free. The they most. Have, mur- yeah, yeah. They're, they have the highest crime. They're slightly not gun free. Yes. So, well, at least the good guys don't have guns, yeah. only the bad guys. And that's the bad thing. That's a problem. <laughs> so, anyway, I decided I didn't think that was a very good idea. Yeah, and so I said, well, what are my other options? And they said, well, the next flight's 10 o'clock in the morning and it's overbooked by four or five people. So you'd only be on standby. You'd have to come back to the airport and the chances are you wouldn't get on it. I said, well, what's my next option? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, the next plane is um, is is tomorrow night. So you'd be in Chicago until probably around 11 or 12 tomorrow night. Oh, my gosh. And I said, that's not going to work. What else can I do? And they, well, they looked everywhere. And I said, anywhere in Montana. I don't care anywhere. Montana's fine. I'll drive to my destination. So just take me to Montana. Nothing. Uh They said, here's your option. You can come back at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. By this time, it's really late yeah it wasn't time to go and get my car and drive back to ocala to go to bed or anything right away and then get back for four o'clock in the morning so they said well you can go at six o'clock in the morning to san francisco oh so so that's what you did slept on megan's couch six o'clock in the morning (laughs) (laughs) we went to san francisco for the day yes 
It was an interesting trip. Anyway, I could have, thank you, United Airlines, driven to Montana in the time that it took. I was going to say, in less time. <laughs> to get there. So two days into my trip, I did actually arrive at my destination, but it did cut wow. out trip very, very short. So I did not get my horse ride in oh. um, across the um, the Rockies, which I was a little disappointed yeah. that was so that was something I really wanted to do. Oh, but yeah, we did get cool. to Whitewater Raft and zip line. Oh, and cool. we also go. got to see the um, the Old Faithful. Yeah, yeah that, that's cool. Yellowstone. Yeah. So, so it worked out okay, but it was a little bit of a oh, short trip gosh. and it took a long time, time. to get there. <laughs> I, did, I did some clinics in Montana back in the 90s. And, uh, a lot of horse I did some. Oh, yeah. I did some back-to-back clinics on an Indian, uh, Blackfoot Indian reservation out there. It was really, really cool. Because that's so Indians different. had a barrel race? <laughs> yeah, they needed it. <laughs> so, that's the first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, they they hired me for two back to back clinics, but I, so that week that we, you know, between the weekends we got to ride on their ranches and stuff, and and then I had taught clinics before in Helena, right by the yes, continental, yes. continental divide, mm-hmm. Helena being the capital of the state, and mm-hmm. um, the you know, so the terrain was so different from where I taught in Helena, but oh. It was Gosh, it was so beautiful. The riding looked just amazing. Unbelievable. It was so fun just to ride on the couple of big branches that we rode on, you know, during the week between the two clinics and stuff. That was really, really cool. We went to Montana yeah. a few years ago and booked yeah. a ride through the mountains on a buckboard and ate oh, in the mountains. It was, it was awesome. We fun. saw some bears and yes they actually told us not to go anywhere with uh, without bear spray and (laughs) and then yeah they sell bear spray everywhere 50 dollars a can i think it's massive mace on the grizzly side (laughs) i think it's a grizzly size massive that's just gonna like make him mad well you know that's what i said and so the sign at the at the bear museum at the grizzly um and wolf museum the sign at the museum said if the bear is not predatorial, mm-hmm. if it's, you know, if it's defensive, then speak to it in a calm voice and let <laughs> it know that you are a human. Oh, this sounds like Peter to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the sign said. Oh and goodness. I said, maybe, maybe if I spoke to, to it, it and it knew I was a human, I should tell it that I'm also English. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and perhaps that would make a difference. Oh. <laughs> Her Majesty's subject might yeah. perhaps get a little better treatment from a grizzly bear. I was not perhaps. convinced by the sign, do not run. Yeah, no. It said, do not run. <laughs> It said, back up slowly and speak to it in a calm voice. Yeah, like, can it, like your voice is going to be When shaking. you're face-to-face yeah. with a grizzly, how do you have a calm it, voice? Exactly. How would you this have was a, my okay. question. Yeah. Anyway, the sign was funny. I took a picture of it and shared it because I was absolutely so it was hilarious. But. <laughs> so my trip was fun. Um, we're at the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Say good morning to Shauna from Colorado. I'm off to show her some farms this morning. I can't wait to meet you, Shauna. I know we're going to find you the perfect home. And New Millennium Realty is going to help you all the way through the whole process. So I'll see you soon. Oh, awesome. Yeah, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.
Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony. TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala. The Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville awaits your call. The Breeders' Cup is being held at Churchill Downs this year, and the Hilton Garden in downtown is just minutes away. There is no better place to stay for the richest weekend in horse racing, with all the amenities you need. So book now and use code Ocala for a special horseman's rate for your stay. With all the Ocala connections to the big stakes races, it just makes sense to give Ocala horsemen the welcome they deserve. At the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville, book now while there are still rooms available and save. No job too big or too small. Horse Trailer Pros can tackle it all. Horse Trailer Pros services all makes and models of horse trailers and specializes in living quarter conversion service and upgrades. For more information, like Horse Trailer Pros on Facebook now. Excellent work ethic, great service, and more. Come experience the difference. Horse Trailer Pros. Does your business, equestrian event, or horse farm need professional marketing help? If you answered yes, then I invite you to schedule a free one-hour strategy session with me. My name's John Thorman, and I'm the founder and president of Digital Savvy, and we want to be your full-service marketing partner. So whether you need a website, social media marketing, online advertising, or videos and photography to help you sell more products, services, tickets, or sponsorships, we will get it done for you. Visit us online now at digitalsavvy.com. Do you feel balanced, comfortable, and confident on your horse? Balance relies largely on core strength. The balance rider gets to the core of the core with natural diversity and no predictable pattern of motion with its unique conditioning. Ideal for equestrians from all disciplines. When you improve your balance, core strength, and agility, your horse is happier. Check out the Balance Rider, the ultimate core trainer, on the web at balancerider.com and like us on Facebook now. It's for the horses and for you. Welcome to the third race at Tobacco Downs. They're in the gate and they're off. Jumping out to the lead is Smoking is Cool with Everyone is Doing It close behind second. Smoking is Cool and Everyone is Doing It. Here comes Like Kissing an Ashtray, followed by Social Outcast. Smoking is Cool falling off quickly. Like Kissing an Ashtray overtaking Everyone is Doing It. Here comes I Can Quit Anytime, followed by Social Outcast and Nicotine's Your Daddy. Down the backside, Nicotine's Your Daddy moving to the front of I Can Quit Anytime. Coming on strong on the outside is You Should Really See a Doctor About That. It's You Should Really See a Doctor About That, followed by Smoking Alone in the Rain and low sperm count. Low sperm count moves up on the inside of I have some bad news to take the lead. Followed by Did You Say Cancer and But I'm Only 25 with Chemotherapy. Here they come spinning out of the turn. I have some bad news and Did You Say Cancer neck and neck, nose and nose for the lead. In deep stretch, I have some bad news is pulling away from Did You Say Cancer to win by a length with Chemotherapy and But I'm Only 25. When it comes to smoking, nobody wins. 
Get the facts at thefactsnow.com. Brought to you by Tobacco Free Florida. The GOAT FM is WMOP Ocala, W261BA, WGGG Gainesville, and W221DX. 